0: Coming up on another football weekend, before we get to the weekend, you get the Giants versus the Eagles, division game, a division rival game. In a division that I think has turned out to be more mediocre than most thought, I think the winner of this division is probably going to be 9-6. But the football game I'm most interested in, I want to see the Patriots versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know when you look at the Chiefs, back-to-back, The Denver pass rush, the Jacksonville Jaguars strength and talent at all levels on defense. They were able to withstand both of those. They were able to put up 30 points versus the Jags, although to be fair, they actually only scored 23 points. They got seven points courtesy of Blake Bortles. But still, those have been by far the toughest test for the Chiefs this season. And I know a lot of people are looking to the matchup versus the Rams, as am I, but I think the Patriots might be the matchup that you never saw coming. Obviously, the Patriots defense, mediocre at best. But when you look at the Chiefs' defense and you look at Brady's ability to spread you out, the ability to pick apart defenses, to read the way the safety is dropping down or coming back into cover two. I actually think this is going to be a shootout. I would not be surprised if the score is in the upper 30s and it comes down to the final drive. I'm not picking the pass to win, but I think this might end up being the Chiefs biggest test so far. This is the Cypher, y'all. I spoke a lot about the Eastern Conference in the state of the East in terms of the Sixers actually being able to upset the favorite Boston Celtics and represent the East in the NBA Finals. And here are some of your responses to what I said. Mark B says, the Raptors are up there. I think the Celtics are still the best team and the Sixers are a couple of years away. And that might be true, Mark. To be fair, if we're really looking at how the teams are stacked up right now today, Again, I'm not arguing that the Celtics are the favorite. And when you look at their talent and depth, I understand why most of us project them to be the team that represents the East. But I think that Philly, they're a little more top-heavy, obvious, and they're younger with Simmons, with Embiid, with Sarage, and the mystery man, Mr. Fultz. I think Philly, if they continue to develop, and I'm talking about the core, I think Philly is going to be a team to be reckoned with. But respect your comment. Juan says, Philly stand up. This is our year. We're going all the way. I think this is going to be a big season for the Sixers. A lot of people said they might take a step back. I actually think they're going to step up. So I agree with you on that, Juan. Basketball Empire says, let's be real. No way the Sixers stand a chance against the Celtics. When the Seas will have Kyrie, Hayward, and even more development from their young guns. That is a great point. Remember, the Sixers lost to the Celtics last year without Kyrie and Hayward. And you are talking about the development of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier. Marcus Smart seems like an old man, but he's only 24 years old. So that's a great point. But I'm going to throw this at you. What about the development of Embiid, the improvement of Simmons? The impact that folks can give the the Sixers if he's just solid. Let's not forget what Sarage proved to be. You still have Reddick coming back, who's a sniper at the three. I think the Sixers, while I don't favor them again, I have them pulling off maybe a shocking upset. It's going to be fun to watch. I guess my point is, at worst case scenario, the way I see things, I think the Sixers will meet the Celtics in the conference finals. Chavez says they couldn't even beat the Celtics with no Kyrie or Hayward. Sixers need to get better shooters and better coaching. Those losses to the Celtics came down to horrible last minute mistakes by the Sixers that the coaches should never have let happen in the first place. I agree with you. The end game management, especially at the end of the game by the Sixers coaches and some of the coaching decisions. They were silly. They were almost amateur. It didn't make sense the way that those games were finished. Again, we're talking about a young team, but that's not an excuse for their coach. He called those plays. He called those sets. He had Reddick inbound the balls, who by far is not the best passer on the team. So I agree with you on those decisions. Obviously, you're right. Again, as the previous person stated, there was no Kyrie. There was no Hayward. But what I'm going to say to you to that is, don't forget, when you add a Kyrie and a Hayward, Then Jalen Brown and Tatum, along with some of those other guys like Rozier, they have lesser roles. The rotation changes. So I think the Celtics biggest challenge might just be their greatest strength, which is their talent and depth. I think the Raptors by far are going to be in the conference finals. That's from Blackout 101. Blackout, I think a lot of people favorite. That's a funny name, Blackout. Um, But. You know, more power to you, fam. I think a lot of people think the Raptors are going to be in the conference finals. So I I respect that opinion. I disagree with it. But I can understand why you feel that way having Kawhi. Terry D says Kawhi is the chosen one. He will restore balance to the NBA, lead the Raptors to the finals, dominate the Warriors to win an NBA championship in Toronto to break up the Warriors. Clay leaves for L.A. Durant goes back to OKC and restores balance to the universe. That is absolutely not going to happen. A lot of things are going to happen this NBA season. One of them will not be the Toronto Raptors winning an NBA championship. But I love the optimism. Obviously, you believe in keeping hope alive. The Raptors may very well make it to the conference finals. They're not good enough to beat the Golden State Warriors. They're actually not good enough to beat the Houston Rockets in the series. And really, I don't think they can beat the Lakers in the series. But obviously, you're a big Raptors fan. Shout out to you. Not going to happen. Alvin says, I know the Celtics should be better, but don't sleep on the Sixers. Embiid and Simmons are two transcendent players. Agreed. But what could surprise all of us next season is what folks potentially could do. Agreed. This wasn't looking this wasn't one of those seasons where you really get the full scope of his abilities because he barely played. Alvin, I agree 100 percent. Let's just put folks to the side and look at the improvement and the continued development of Embiid and Simmons, who are both transcendent players. If you look at the very best player on the Celtics who may become Tatum one day, but right now this day is Kyrie and as gifted and as talented as Kyrie is. I don't think his ceiling is as high as either Embiid or Simmons. Like I think Kyrie's a talented, incredible player, a great shot maker, a finisher, but his ceiling, I think he's right where he, he could be. I don't know if he has another, maybe he can be a more efficient player, maybe even more effective, but the talent and what he brings to the floor I don't think it goes to another level. I think we've only scratched the surface of what Embiid and Simmons can be, not just offensively, but defensively. Throw in a guy that no one talks about in Dario Saric, throw in Markel Folks. If Markel Folks is just rock solid, not even star, but rock solid, I'm talking 12 to 15 points per game, five rebounds, four or five assists. If he's just that, The Sixers are going to be a problem for years to come. But if he's better than that, it's a wrap. John D. Oh, I'm sorry. John Doe. My bad, fam. Remember last year, these clowns said the Sixers wouldn't make the playoffs. That's true. A lot of the pundits before the season said the Sixers were a year away from making the playoffs. Got that wrong. But let's be respectful of this. Sometimes teams make a big leap and then we over- estimate or we overrank their overall talent in this case I don't think the Sixers are being overrated I think they're being I don't think I think they're actually being underrated because most people project the Celtics and the Raptors to meet in the conference finals most people don't see the Sixers as a legitimate title contender and I disagree Melly Mel says folks could really make the Sixers go over the top Melly Mel, I'm in 100% agreement on you. That's what I think is going to happen. I really think, barring a major injury or some kind of health setback, don't sleep on these Philadelphia 76ers. Jay Cross says, don't forget, Simmons was rookie of the year. Top 10 in both assists and steals in the league. Great passer, great defender, can defend all five positions. His only major fault in his game is his shooting. And Embiid, top three center in the league, defensive player of the year candidate, deadly on the perimeter and on the block. Jay Cross, you know what I know. And that's my point. That's what I look at when I see the Sixers. And I've said this before. Simmons is already a legit candidate to be all NBA defense for the next five to six years, along with Embiid. And they're still in the development stages of their career. Don't forget about Saric. Don't forget that Robert Covington did make All-NBA defense, and he's a 3 and D guy. Don't forget what folks can do in his versatility. They're long, they're young, they're athletic. The only guy on the team that's really got some age on him outside of Wilson Chandler is Redick, and Redick doesn't have to have anything but the ability to make wide open shots, which he does with great efficiency. The Sixers are a legitimate threat. Do not sleep on them, Celtics or Raptor fans. Hey, Facebook fam. Good looking out on the responses. I've actually seen some questions from a few of you asking why I don't just make a Facebook page for the cipher. And I'm actually working on that. I've got some ideas, but I haven't really gotten into it so far. And and maybe I definitely need to do that because a lot of you who know me from man laws and third rail. I wanted to do something separate of the two because they seem to kind of have their own thing and the ciphers kind of its own thing. But um, no doubt I'm going to get on that because it's true when it comes to Facebook responses. And when you all hit me up on the inboxes, I've got to do a better job. But if I had a page, it'd be a lot easier because we could respond quicker, faster in real time. So I appreciate the ideas. I'm with you. I'm going to get on that and we can go from there. So that was the Facebook responses. Here are some of you guys' questions, and they're kind of interesting, some of them. F. Roberts said, how good is this rookie class? Well, I don't know how good it is, but I'm telling you how good it could be. This could end up being one of the better rookie classes, top to bottom. When you look at Aiden up top or a few places down, a guy like Bamba, When you look at the potential of Trey Young, this is going to be an interesting rookie class. Now, I can't guarantee you superstars, but I can see the potential for this to be a very balanced and talented rookie class. They're certainly going to get the minutes and opportunity, a lot of them right out the box. So it's going to be interesting. I think we'll all be following this. This is definitely one of those things that will progress not just through this season, but for the next two or three seasons. Alicia asks, do you think this is the last run for the Warriors' core? I do. I think win, lose, or draw, the Golden State Warriors, as we presently see them, the present current roster that they have, this core, it won't be the same core. And obviously, most of us assume that KD is going to move on. I think Clay's going to stay. There's no doubt in my mind. Clay wants to be a Warrior lifetime. He's a low-maintenance guy, so I don't think Clay's is an issue. But the guy to watch outside of KD is Draymond. That's going to be interesting because Draymond has been a big key to these title runs. He's their heartbeat in terms of intensity on both ends of the floor. He's a jack-of-all-trade, master of none. He's a talented, complimentary star. I just don't know if you can pay a complimentary star upwards of $190 million. That's kind of a reach," Kinsey says. "Love the show, but if I have one complaint, it's that you never talk MMA or baseball. But it's not a deal breaker. I'm glad to hear that. Here's the thing, Kinzie. I try to keep it all the way 100 on what I know. And the idea going into doing the cipher was, along with H and the Rev we would balance things out because H is a big baseball fan. So is the Rev. So they know everything there is to know about baseball and they're both MMA fans. I don't really follow baseball. To be honest, I never have. And the only time I enjoy watching baseball, and I think I've said this before on the show, I'll keep it all the way 100, I love postseason baseball. I love the intensity. I, I love the heightened drama. There's just a complete difference to me between regular season and postgame ba- baseball. There, there's something about postseason baseball that... Even in a one nothing game, that the intensity keeps you invested, it keeps you interested. And so I'm not a baseball guy, but that's when I get involved the postseason. So, no, I don't talk much M- MMA, but if the other guys came in and I'm not hating again, real life takes its its course. And I told them until they can get here on a consistent basis. I got this. I'll carry this. I'm built for it. No problem. V Big says, I think Dame is better than Kyrie, but I agree with you. It's close. Dame's just Dame just plays with more heart. I think Dame is int- intense. He's a very intense guy. He's all heart. I'm not saying that Kyrie doesn't have heart. I think they display it in different ways. I think Dame is more vocal. He's more outward. I think he wears his emotions on his sleeves. Kyrie seems to be qui- a quiet, intense kind of guy. When you see him go at a Clay Thompson or go at a Draymond Green or something like that one on one, his facial expressions never change, but he just gets busy on people. So I said my piece on the Dame Kyrie comparison, and I'm sticking with it. If you have Dame rated ahead of Kyrie, I don't have a problem with that. But like I said, if Dame's rated ahead of Kyrie, it's one place and vice versa. I really do think it's that close. So good looking out on that one, V-Biggs. I won't tear this name up. Mama, Mama, Yaya 12. If I tore it up, I do apologize, fam. Do you see Ben Simmons becoming a top five player this season? I think I see Ben Simmons taking a major step forward. I've said this before. I don't think he has to shoot the three. I think shooting the three is the cherry on top. With his skill set and his basketball IQ and the way he can see the floor, I think if Ben Simmons can develop a consistent mid-range jump shot, the Sixers are going to be everything I project them to be. As far as taking a step forward as a top five player, maybe not top five, but I think Ben Simmons jumps into the top 10 with the sidekick. Or I shouldn't call it sidekick because MB is nobody's sidekick. Let's just say they're they're one a and one a2 or something like that. But I could really see both of them ultimately being top 10 players. No problem with that at all. S dot says, can Giannis and company win the East? No. Now, let me be fair. As they're presently constructed, I don't think Milwaukee can win the East. I don't think they have enough firepower and their style of play. They don't really run a set offense, so they they seem like a team that has talent, but they don't really have an identity. It seems to be Giannis or Bus when you could use a guy like Chris Middleton more, when you could push a guy like Eric Bledsoe to max out his talent, which he has never done. So unless there's an incredible rash of injuries in the East, which obviously as a fan, I hope there's not. No, there's no shot that the Milwaukee Bucks can win the Eastern Conference. But I do think Giannis is going to have his biggest statistical season to date. B. Litt says, will the Lakers be a first round exit? They could be. I've got them projected. I see them being a four and five seed. And I also said they have an outside chat shot at making the conference finals. But there's another side to that coin. They could very well be the fifth seed in the West and lose in the first round of the playoffs. That's not impossible. This is an incomplete team. This is a developing team who happens to have the best player in basketball, but it's a developing team. And we'd like to know for a fact that Brandon Ingram and Kuzma and Lonzo and Josh Hart are all going to continue to develop and put up numbers and grow as players. But there's there's no lock in that. I think when you see that the four of those guys in a perfect world, three out of the four are going to continue to go upwards and ascend. But I don't know if all four are going to do that this season. I do think Kuzma, along with Ingram, especially Ingram, are going to have breakout years. And I think if Lonzo can shoot better and be more consistent when he's off the ball as a shooter. He's going to have a big, I won't say a big year, but he's going to have a really good sophomore season. He should learn from Rondo and LeBron. Cliff says, how long before AD's a Laker? You know what, Cliff? I don't know if that's a lock. I know that New Orleans knows the clock is ticking. I know that they have to realize that if we're not going to win a title this year, they're not. Or next year, they're not. They've got to already be thinking about what type of package they're willing to accept because he's going to be gone. And it used to be thought of by a lot of pundits and other people that it's a foregone conclusion. He signed with Clutch Sports. He's going to be a Laker. I don't know. Could you imagine what a team like the Celtics could do? Because they have the assets and they could probably put together a better package to go out and get him. But as a few people have told me and we've talked about this and I agreed, the Celtics, if they can get their chemistry down, if they can get their rotation down, if minutes and shots don't become an issue. See, this This is live, so you never know what's going to happen. But if minutes and shots don't become an issue, that was actually H. Now he wants to call in in the middle of a show. Um, as I was saying, if medicine shots don't become an issue, the Celtics are already a title contender for the next four or five seasons. But if you want a transcendent player like AD, and the Celtics have talented players, and maybe Tatum could develop into transcendent, they don't have that right now. So it's not outside the spectrum that the the Celtics. Angel is a smart dude. He's a forward thinking GM. Would go after AD. They've got the assets. They've got some picks as well to go after him. What about the Sixers? How would you like that? Wrap your mind around this. What about Embiid, Simmons, and AD as your three, along with folks? Picture the damage that foursome could do for the next six to eight years. That's a crazy thought. So, yes, I think the Lakers will pursue him. How long? Before he becomes a Laker, I don't think it's a lot that A.D. becomes a Laker, but it's not impossible. One last thing on A.D., we can all agree, transcendent player, a guy that can impact both sides of the court, a big who can play inside, outside. And if you've noticed over the past two or three seasons, he's put on weight. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. The truth is he has the body now to where he can play in the post defensively and offensively. This is a transcendent player that whoever gets him, be it Boston, be it the Lakers, be it the Sixers. That team is going to be a problem. That team is going to flip the script and become the new Warriors because the old Warriors will not be the same after this season. Again, shout out to the Facebook fam. Good looking out, everybody. We'll do some more responses on Friday. And I'm going to hit y'all with just another taste of hip hop. It's The Cypher.